what should we talk about today? <laughs> <laughs> As always, we're super prepared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah, uh, but how, how how does the like developing going for the app have anything like uh, changed during the last week? Because we were like recording like nine days ago. Is there any difference, or have you been like taking some vacation? Yeah, um, I've taken a bit of a break, but we're still on the because we last time we thought we'd talk about like what the progress is on the app and how the beta release or pre-alpha release has gone uh so we talked a little bit about that but then now we haven't released that episode so <laughs> we probably should talk about that now um so yeah because we talked about what i'd learned as well yeah. um but yeah the i've taken a little bit of a break after like the release and I still need to fix some Apple Store uh, publication things because that's I, I don't remember what the yeah I think they they didn't approve the the version for some reason but Google approves it so I need to fix something and I think it's about the the login uh, screen thing that didn't work properly um, so, which I actually have fixed, but I just need to re-upload that to uh, the Apple App Store and then it should be ready. Uh, hopefully it will be approved, but I don't know. Do you know like the specific criteria that the, app, apps, like, the Apple App Store has or no? No, not you have really. No, idea. no, I have no idea. I think it's just that they, they're a bit more careful about what they let in and what they don't let in. So an app like yeah th so that's why it's very difficult because I don't know if this because I want to release just a very early version that's not finished and that means that it needs to or it doesn't need to have bugs but it will have certain bugs and that means that when I actually when they try to test it out the people that actually do the review uh, for Apple they might find all these bugs and be like okay you need to fix this first and that kind of I feel like that defeats a little bit of the purpose of the pre-alpha release because then people will already have like um, or that's already like a lot of the bugs will already be have been caught by that by the Apple team um, so I hope I don't know I hope that they won't be too like um, too strict about it so that because the, right now it feels like one of the one of the main issues is that the login screen didn't quite work for logging in with like an email and a password. And so, I think I said this last time, but that if if they're like super strict about it, then they might want us to, or want me to have like a little text or something that says that the the password doesn't match if the password doesn't match when you're trying to create an account, uh, or they might want me to have like a I don't know, forgot password button or something like that, which I don't have. Um, and so if they're that strict about it, then there's a lot of work that needs to be done. But right now, I think I'm hoping that uh, they don't want all of that work to be done. They just want me to basically make it so that you can actually log in yeah. as a user uh, or create an account using email. And that's I think that's uh, all. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's what I'm hoping essentially. Yeah. yeah. 
Luther, do you remember when uh, when you guys released uh, Rise, the application for Rise? Uh, do you remember if you had any similar problems when it came to the Apple App Store? Yeah, like Google Play was, it took like two hours to upload it on Google Play, but at the same time with the App Store, I think that we had to, to change something like similar, like there was something that didn't work and we had to update that before. And then also after that, it also took like a few days until they actually released it. So it's like the first time you do it, you need to wait like it could take up to 14 days or something like that to release it on App Store. So even if you don't, you don't even know like if it if they are gonna like um, release it, they it could still take like 14 days. And then after that, they will say, no, it's not working. So you have to do it again. Uh, so I remember that we were like, oh, we have it on Google Play. And the funny part was that I have a Samsung, so I could like go to the app right away, but all the other guys had Apple, so they couldn't like try it out. So I had like, I had the MVP for myself for like two weeks <laughs> and the other guys were just like, oh fuck man, why, why is not App Store or Apple making this for us and blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, it's just typical Apple, you know, like you always have the perks and everything, but now skratta best on skratta sist, you know? So like, yeah, yeah, but it, I think that Apple is more like careful with what they want to have on App Store and Google Play maybe doesn't really care at all. They just, you just like, and also you have, I think, I don't know, Kalle, when you set up like an account on Apple and on Google, I remember that we had to fix like a lot of things before and also like I like when we were going to have the images that you have when you go into the app on App Store or Google Play like on they, they have to be like the right size and actually they don't tell you on App Store they don't tell you what the like the pixel size is or anything so you had to like guess it out or like I tried to look it up on internet but I couldn't find so I was just like yes it's probably this and stuff so it's just like super inconvenient in many ways but i think they have that sort of they can do it because people will try to upload apps anyway so they don't have to be like convenient for you as a software developer yeah i think i think that if like uh, there are what do you call it like templates for what the sizes are so that can actually be found so that mm. sucks that you didn't find that because that's that would have taken ages to then just like guess what the sizes are yeah. but there are actually like charts for that so you can find it but yeah they're not like they don't have it written out on the site which is very weird yeah. because google has it just written out like okay this is the sizes that you need and google also doesn't necessarily push you to like you don't have to upload like a billion different photos of the or screenshots of the app you only have to upload like three or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but for Apple, you have to upload like three for this size of phone and then three for this size of phone and then three for this size of phone and yeah. then three for the iPad, three for this type of iPad. Really? Yeah. So it's like. Yeah. And it's all, and we had like the problem there was that we had like the pictures that we had or images were like they were like they were working together. So like I had a phone going from picture one to picture two with a split in between. 
so they were like interacting those pictures like if you would have like a picture that says something and then you have the next picture right after and the next and they were not interacting that wouldn't be a problem but i would have like a phone going right over to pictures and then i had to like redone that like six times for those different types of things because there was other like scales if you were uploading like an ipad picture or if you were uploading an iphone x picture so that was like really annoying because that took me probably around yeah like two days fixing it because i had to even like when they also were overlapping i wanted them to be like perfect so they were like fitting together because if there was something wrong like half of the phone would be there and then the other half would be a bit below so they wouldn't look nice as well. So I needed to count down to have like a lot of lines on in design just to see here's where the phone is coming from. Here's where it should come in right afterwards and blah, blah, blah. It was so frustrating. So I hate Apple from that point of view, like <laughs> sitting too long. Like also like in that process, you were like really close to release of MVP. So in, in that case, you want to be like very like you don't have that much of like time or like you really just want to release it and then it takes like five extra days and you have to do a lot of other stuff and that's like so annoying when you only want to download the app and see how it works. So you lose like a, a whole week just doing all those things. But I guess they do that just to like make sure that the users of Apple and the Apple App Store oh. have like the premium experience that they have like the... Yeah the best, the no. nicest, the like not as risky as well. Cause no. I mean, if you go through the, the apps, I don't know if, if Google store have, or the Play Store have the same, like the uh, looking for, for viruses and similar similar things. Oh, but yeah. I mean, I reckon there's, there's some requirements to make sure that the app that you, you're posting isn't some type of malware or like malicious uh, software. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. That's probably why the, first review takes so long for Apple because they want to mm. just check uh, but do, do you remember if they like the the rest of the reviews were they a lot faster or yeah they were faster okay. so it was only like the first one after that it could take like um, maximum two days but I, if I'm if I'm remembering it right I think it only took like six hours after that like it oh, okay. was pretty pretty decent it was just like the first time um yeah maybe maybe like 12 hours so if uh, our developer like did a push uh, on first day night we could like expect it to be uh, be updated by friday oh, okay. or something like that so that's good i don't even know if like that apple or apps are that they actually have to have that kind of time limit it feels like that we can do so much now, so efficient. So, uh, I'm, I'm thinking that they actually can see it much more earlier. Like if they were gonna look for viruses or stuff like mm. just like going through the app, it feels like they could do that in like, like with the computer science that we have right now, that they can do it like in ten minutes. Just yeah. that, see if anything is just weird or, or not. Yeah. But it's just like, feels like they just want to do it anyways because they don't have to care about it and like maybe there's some sort of maybe maybe the time itself creates some sort of 
think that they actually do stuff, but yeah. they don't. So you think that when you think about App Store, you think that uh, oh, there's all, only good apps there, blah, blah, blah. You, it's secure, it's safe. But at the same time, it's just like they understand that you think that and that's why they do it. Yeah. Like there was another company, it's a totally different thing, but they were doing this uh, website for glasses and they just like, like one week before they were going to like push the website, it didn't even work. So they had like the release date and they were just like, you can't even like select buy <laughs> on the website. But they fixed all that and then they just like pushed the website and they had like bought like a, uh, X amount of glasses so they could sell. But they sold so much more during the first two hours. Um, so <laughs> for the guys who ordered, they actually had to wait like nine months to get their oh, glasses, dude. which is like crazy. Yeah. And but people were like, yeah, so they're like really hand making these oh, <laughs> things. <laughs> so people were keen on waiting yeah. and thought that that was actually a good thing, even if it's like the company's Warby Parker. So it's just like decent glasses. But people were thinking and getting like a luxury sort of scent of that. It actually took a long time. They will create it when I have ordered. So blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think Apple is doing the same, that you actually think that they want to create like an illusion that you do something. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, eh? Which is not. <laughs> like the the, crea the creation of like a luxury brand. Yeah. Like is yeah. it actually higher quality? Is it actually yeah. a better product? Or is it just that they're so good at marketing and so good at creating the sense of perfection or like mm. a finished like a polished product, mm. uh, but it's actually just like they they are asserting dominance, yeah. displaying dominance by just having you wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just wait for nine months. Yeah. It's like made in China, super fast, but still made in China. Yeah. We just hadn't bought like enough space on this fabric, so they couldn't prioritize our, our orders. <laughs> yeah, that that's the thing. So, yeah, I don't know. You should create like a post service where they what they do is they they take in your the orders and then they just keep them there yeah, for a certain yeah. <laughs> and then Mix they send them, them out yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and it just takes ages. sends out emails every month saying like your product is currently oh, being yeah. manufactured <laughs> <laughs> it's being handcrafted yeah. by uh, the swedish uh, i don't know person <laughs> Somewhere. But the funny part is that I think that if you are Apple, it's probably not like an, a risk of having these long like waiting time for to get it released. Like if this would be a strategy, like it's there's no issue because their brand is so like already built up so they can probably do whatever they want. But if you are like a new company like this, like Warby Parker, uh, I think there's like a huge risk of people being so frustrated over the fact that you have to wait like nine months. And that's also like, I wonder because they didn't talk about it. I just heard them talking in a podcast, but I, I wonder how they were like communicating the, the late shipments like that. You actually had to wait like nine months. I think that's like when you communicate to your customers, I think that's the time where you set on, how people would think about the brand like if they would say yeah um 
uh, we have to do this now it will take a long time because of the making of the glasses or is it like yeah it, it will take you nine months because we haven't like pre-ordered them that's like totally different ways of communicating why you will wait for your glasses uh, so i think that's the key point but they didn't talk about that so i don't know but for apple there's like no worries in us waiting 10 days we will still release the app there because we have to um, yeah. yeah, so that's some sort of pool strategy going for luxury brands. Yeah. yeah. A pool strategy, do you want to, do you mind explaining what a pool strategy is? Oh yeah, so it's basically that you just, you can either have a push strategy or a pull strategy. And if you have a push strategy, you want like your product going to everyone, everyone can use it. But pull strategy is rather that you pull them in. So. You maybe just like pick a few kind of people to actually be able to use it. Like Spotify used that with the invites they had. That was a pull strategy. So they just like yeah, created a sense that you were like some sort of member to a club. You felt like uh, special in that, that you had an account because you were invited by someone else. They w were probably able to give everyone just like a an account right away, but they yeah so they they created like some sort of specialness by being a spotify user so that's a pull strategy and that creates like a luxury brand as well and you can have like pull strategy in like that you have that um the car that you're gonna buy is very expensive so there's only a few people that could buy that car that's a pull strategy as well because then it's not like towards the mass market so it's depending there's different like variables and how you create a pool strategy either it's just like some sort of discrimination on price right away or something else is something like a so like if let's say you have a company which isn't necessarily a luxury brand uh but it's not it's not like it's not something just like a McDonald's. It, it's not mcdonald's no but it's it's some type of like limited edition type of thing is that a pull strategy as well would you consider that a pull yeah it could it, it could be yeah, yeah okay so it, so the, yeah it's, you can do whatever you want yeah like so the strategy is more like a yeah it's more of a marketing strategy it's not necessarily that the entire brand or the entire company has to appeal or has to uh, conform to that strategy it's like something you can implement along the way or something like that as well yeah it's more i would say that it's actually more of a marketing strategy that like if you were going to like sell glasses for instance that if you have you could have like one million pair of glasses but you could still try to create some sort of invite situation where only a few people can buy them that's a pull strategy even if you have like a lot of them uh, so it's probably you you want to create a feeling rather than some sort of actual thing happening it's just like what is the feeling that the customer will get when they have your product and that's only in marketing that it's some sort of limited edition or whatever um but it could also be like uh uh like your company could be like a pool strategy from the beginning like in this essence of having very expensive cars or whatever that could be like the thing that we're creating expensive cars which by itself will be a pool strategy uh, but you could also like create that pool strategy feeling like spotify 
I think there was no like issue of having like a lot of users, but they just like wanted to create the feeling. So people wanted to use Spotify because they wanted to be special because by that time people didn't know what Spotify actually was. Uh, so they wanted to create that. Oh, instead of thinking, what is Spotify? I'm not sure I'm using YouTube for music right now, or I'm downloading like MP3s or buying CDs on iTunes. Um, they wanted to create that, that you don't think what is Spotify. You would rather be like, oh, so what is Spotify? That's, that sounds like pretty neat. Even if you don't know what the actual product is or you doing, just want to be like that person. And that's some sort of human behavior, I think, that you want to be special. VIP mentality kind of. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, almost more like you... It's like, even if you start thinking, what is Spotify? It's like, no, but you can't use Spotify because you're not invited. So it's like, yeah. e even if there's just like any sort of question of like what it is, if you can automatically just start using it, then it's very easy to dismiss it because then it's like, okay, I tried it, I didn't like it, doesn't matter. But if it's like, oh, what is Spotify? And then it's like, I can't test it out, but it seems like a good thing. Then you kind of build that curiosity and then you keep that until the person actually gets the invite. So you get like both the curiosity of what is Spotify and then the, the thing of like, I need to get a membership here so that I can actually, I need to get an invite. Yeah. So you get like two, almost two, uh, strategies I guess like working uh, well maybe not that way but two things pulling the users in simultaneously instead of just the one thing of like oh what is this I want to try it yeah yeah and also when you actually try it I think that by feeling special or have been like working for something maybe it's like a difference between different people but I think that you would be like having like more of an understanding or like if if the product isn't like working as you expected you will still be like but these things are working but i thought that i also could like see videos on spotify but i couldn't but that was like my expectation expectations because youtube is like a video format that i using that i'm using now and i realized that oh on spotify i could only like stream music i can't see the music video uh, but then you won't like be Oh, so why can you not see the music video? Instead, you're just thinking that, oh, cool thing with streaming music. That's something new. Um, yeah. It kind of, yeah, it kind of changes the way you look at stuff uh, just yeah. because you have this mentality, as you say, that, that you're a part of this VIP yeah. kind of community and you're like, yeah, you look, you're looking at it from a different perspective. But it's, yeah. it's also, I reckon it's a way of, uh, it's a marketing strategy in the way that people will also talk about it more. Maybe if you're a part of this community or you have got the invite, you're very keen on letting other people know that yeah. you, you've, you've been invited to use Spotify and therefore you're gonna spread the, the, uh, word. the word more. <laughs> the gospel. Yeah. It's like super smart, but also like manipulating, like uh, because you actually work with human behavior and how you could like try to rethink another person's mind or like going in and like if we do this Kalle will feel like this and that will create him a consumer of our our product that's how marketing works but it's just like a bit um a bit nasty in a way because then what's like your free 
choice of using whatever products you're using right now how much have you actually like um decided by yourself right like right now that i'm using spotify i'm using netflix and all that and it feels like yeah i'm putting i'm going into the app and streaming of uh, of movie or music but did i decide that this is a good product for me or was there some sort of marketing creating me feeling that it's good for me um yeah that's scary eh? yeah that's scary but at the same time like music is good and movies are good it's like it could be worse it could be like bad products yeah and i think you... i think that's the the end result is like if it's not actually a good product then you won't continue using it mm. so it doesn't matter if they can trick you into or trick you into actually using it because if it's not something that you genuinely want to use yourself, then you won't continue using it. And if it doesn't add value to your life, then you won't continue using it. So it kind of, when talking or thinking about it that way and like, okay, the marketing is trying to manipulate me to use this thing, that might be true, but it won't, it's, it's not like they, they make you use something that you don't want to use in the end. Like, it's not like you end up using something where it's just like a white screen they can't get you to oh, use I that see. because you won't you won't want to sit looking at a white screen it has to actually give you something so depending on how you frame that uh, thing it kind of it can sound really scary but at the end of the day it's just like it's something that you actually want so it's something that the i guess the marketing is a good thing in that way but it, it creates this, it also creates, as you say, it creates this pressure of actually delivering. Like, yeah. it's the same with, well, if, you ha if you take the glasses or the sunglasses or whatever, and, you know, you, you, you create this image of, okay, so even though it's unintentional, you have nine months before you get the glasses, and then you, let's say you receive them and you open them up, then you see that the, the, um, oh, yeah. the, the glasses are scratched yeah. or the paint's coming off or something isn't really nice with the product. You'll get so frustrated yeah due to the fact that you've been waiting for so long for this premium product and it isn't premium at all and i reckon that's like a <laughs> it's kind of a double-edged sword yeah. because in some ways like it creates this uh this narrative that you have these premium features so you have this like this quality product uh, but if you fail to deliver then that will completely ruin your reputation mm. but if you have if you don't like if you don't push the narrative that you are this premium product or you are this premium company and there are certain kinks or certain like like uh, things wrong with the with the with the product itself then that's i mean people will probably be more understanding like yeah well i waited one week for this and uh, it, yeah. it was super cheap so it doesn't really matter yeah, yeah. do you think that's i also think that different uh, yeah uh, do you think that's different when it comes to like software stuff so to me, it seems like it might work better for software than it does for like hardware products or real pro real life products, because with li real life products, it's more like uh, you know that if you get like a p pair of glasses and they're broken or they're the the hinges don't work properly or they stretch or whatever, then that's like a problem that can't really be fixed. But with software, it's like you can be in on a product that's very early and you understand that okay this is early, it doesn't work, but I'm like part of this unique group that can test this thing out before it's even like perfect. And then it's gonna get better. It's, uh, it has potential to get better if we just like help it get better, if that makes sense. I, th I think that's, 
because we actually had this not this discussion but we we i mentioned like blizzard uh, oh, yeah, yeah. as a gaming company so a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of gaming companies uh, have received a lot of critique from mm. their users or from from gamers due to the fact that they release products they release games that are unfinished or mm. they they're definitely like buggy and there's a lot of no. problems that they haven't sorted out and what they do is they release a product and then they take the criticism and the critique and the feedback from the users and then finish up the product like a year later or maybe yeah. even two years later yeah. and then the game is at its full potential and it's become this kind of like a strategy that some of these uh, these yeah game like gaming manufacturers gaming uh, companies have have started to implement or started to use and that is kind of similar to what you're saying that yeah. you release an unfinished product and then you take your time to you know patch to do patches yeah. and to fix it uh, and I think that in some cases that might be fine I think people yeah. are maybe more understanding as long as you are quick enough to fix the patches and yeah. do the patchwork and to fix the bugs and stuff like that um, but I do also think that that might be quite detrimental to your reputation because what ends up happening is people don't buy the, the or don't buy or download the apps when they're first being released mm. because then they're like, well, I know that this product isn't going to be good yeah. for the first two years, the first well. year of using. So I'm going to let other people do that. And if everyone applies that mentality, then the game or the, the software might not get any feedback and therefore it's not improved. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. I think I think also that there is a difference in like this sort of thing, like a pull strategy is not like something new, like we all have always done it. And I think the difference is that if you have like a, a real or an actual product, it feels like you have come like further along. Like if you create a clothing line or something like that, I think that you have like created a pair of jeans and a pair of shoes and like a sweatshirt, uh, but that's the only thing you created. But those three kinds of things are working out pretty good and that the risk with like the, in the software area that you actually just like release an app a bit too early and even if like the logins logging page is working fine or whatever the whole experience of the app is another like evaluation than that if you buy those jeans you try them out they work pretty fine you use them for half a year whatever and during that time uh, the companies have like maybe because they realize that yeah people like what we do they have like extended the product line instead so uh, and even if they were doing like so, some sort of pull strategy and that only a few people could use it or like afford it or whatever uh, i think that the actual product hopefully or like i think they have been more like uh, made or more done when they release it than a lot of apps like a lot like if something is like only like one bug fix or one bug is appearing in the app when they release it that will pro that will be a problem like when i download it and use it but if there's some problem with the genes that is like a minor thing that i won't even recognize or see then it's fine i won't see that there is some sort of a small tiny 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 hole or whatever in the jeans i won't see that i will see like the bigger things but i think that the app are more like 
it's more risky if it's not working. So I'm not sure if like a pull strategy is like better in some ways for like software uh, area or for general products. But the thing that I think is interesting is that if it's actually going to be like still be a trend of doing that sort of strategy at all like it feels like today like if we were going to talk about your or like the the app here like our app i think that my general sense is that nowadays and the new target audience like the younger people um would not be like at everyone should be able to use the app i think i think that's some sort of like general thinking that you should allow everyone to use it because it's like a nice way of doing things and that it's i'm not sure if like that that sort of vip mentality is and is something that will be appearing a lot like later on maybe it will but i'm yeah maybe but at the same time when i'm thinking about it now and talking i feel like at the same time we're still like very divided into like a lot of subcultures like through social media so it feels at the same time that people are having that sort of we are special as a group so the post strategy would probably work out pretty fine but yeah so i'm 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 not sure i'm just i just had that thought when i was thinking about post strategy that Maybe it's going to die out or if it's going to increase even more because we have even more div uh, dividing things like through people like that we are. Uh, I'm with my group, you're with your group and we are different in some sense. Do, do you know about the clubhouse? Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Because that did uh, that essentially did exactly like the Spotify thing. Uh, Maybe even more exclusive. I don't know. I don't remember how Spotify did it. If they just allowed you to. Wait, I'm not. I'm not following. Okay, so Clubhouse. Do you, do you remember what that was? No. No. Okay. So Clubhouse oh, was might. like. Uh, it was like. Um, a conference call kind of app where you could have like you could have like a meeting with a person and people could see that kind of call. Uh, so you you were invited to see. There could be like famous people talking to each other like. Kanye West and someone else talking and you could be invited to see that conference call or whatever uh, that that's basically the thing so but there was like a trend for like two months or something like that I'm not sure yeah from what I've understood it's just like disappeared uh, yeah. I I still have the app actually I don't I think I had a couple people because like I have the YouTube channel a couple people were like I can invite you if you want to like that but the I think the clubhouse was like you can only invite one person, and I f if I remember correctly with Spotify they had like you have a couple people that you could invite, you had like five or four or something like that or maybe it was yeah. uh, unlimited but I think it was like limited to uh, yeah, a certain five amount. or three or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then clubhouse, but, but clubhouse got pretty viral pretty fast. And they did exactly like a pull, pull strategy for that. Um, but again, I yeah, guess they, and like, also they only were stuff. allowed, like you couldn't, there was only on App Store, right? I think that Clubhouse didn't work on Google Play. So even like you had to be an Apple user to use it. 
But do we remember what the, or do you know why uh, Clubhouse failed? No, that's uh, the thing. But I think essentially when it gets too big, yep. I feel like it was basically like Messenger or uh, or Twitch or YouTube Live. Like uh, it was essentially like a live streaming platform. Yeah. But it was only voice, and it was. I don't know. I don't know if that's actually because I haven't thought about it too much. But I feel like that's why it failed. Um, it wasn't like super unique, and the the unique thing about it, I think, was that they got a lot of like um, like Elon Musk did one with the the founders of Robinhood. You know when Robinhood yep. did that thing. Oh, that it was, was then. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, there was like a lot of hype between like things were happening and then clubhouse got those people to come on their platform and actually talk and mm. that got people like super excited about it but i think a lot of that excitement was the uniqueness of like uh anyone can't use the app yeah and so a lot of people were like i want to listen to elon musk talk to this person yeah but i can't get in so that creates like a really, because it's like a really, uh, what would you call it? Like a, not lucrative, but um, something like highly valued by, by a lot of people. Like a lot of people want to listen to Elon Musk talk about whatever. Yeah. And so it's like a product that a lot of people want is just listening to Elon Musk. Yeah. And so having that in combination with I can't get in. Yeah. So like, how do I get in? That leaves the thing of like asking people to like, can you invite me? Do you have a, an account? And that kind of spreads the word. And so it creates even more hype about it. But then I think when enough people have an account and also when uh, some of these, uh, I don't know, when, when enough people have an account, it's like, it's not as unique anymore to be able to listen to these people. And then when these people aren't actually having conversations anymore they go other places yeah then it's like why should i go what what should i do on clubhouse okay but i was just i was i thought the the, the clubhouse incident or oh, the yeah. clubhouse thing was quite quite interesting because for something to go so viral and then not having i wonder if they were i wonder if they were aware of their own downfall or that it oh, was yeah. going to go bad or yeah. if they just you know, wanted to have like a quick cash grab. They just yeah. went for it. It went viral, and then they left. Yeah. Because um, I mean, because uh, I thought about a a different type of application that's similar to Clubhouse, but if you would have a limited amount of, so let's say you, the concept would be basically if you have let's say you have fifty balls, quote unquote no. balls, and uh, you distribute these balls to. 50 different people all across the world and mm. these people are in some way uh, somehow quite interesting maybe uh, or intriguing and what happens if is that you can pass the ball on to another person you don't mm. know who you're passing the ball on to but you can either choose to have the ball and you, you can have it for maximum of five days and during these five days you're assigned a different ball and that ball is a different person well. and you have to during these five days find time where you guys can have a live stream and have a have a talk oh, okay. and other people can tune in and listen to what you're going to say uh, and then the ball ball's being passed so if you don't uh, take those five days to actually to have a conversation uh, with someone the ball will be passed on uh, or if you if you feel like well I, i'm not going to be able to have the, the time schedule time frame uh, for this time 
uh, you can choose to pass on the ball immediately. Yeah. And that, those balls will just move around in like a network of people. Oh, okay. And you'll be able to hear, you know, someone talk to com someone completely yeah, random. Yeah, super random conversations. Yeah, yeah. Super random conversations and other people can tune into it. Maybe that would be a hit. Maybe it would be a complete flop because people won't find the concept interesting or something like that. But I just thought it would be kind of a cool thing because then you kind of keep the group of people having the conversations to a limited number yeah. of people, but you also don't create this situation where only certain people can invite others no, or anything yeah. like that. It's just like 50 people and other people can tune in yeah. to hear what they have to say. Yeah, I think that's actually like, I don't know if it's like a good idea, but uh, it sounds like it should, could be pretty interesting. Like it sounds like one of those concepts where if, I don't know if like, I could see it go like either way, either like no one's interested in hearing some random people talk, <laughs> yeah. but it could also be like, if, if you imagine that this works for the entire world or like anyone who signs up for the app could get past the ball, yeah. uh, then it's essentially like the, there could be conversations happening that are like super interesting. You could find like very interesting people just having a re super interesting conversation yeah. and it's like they're completely random they're not like this guy is famous for this thing and this girl's famous for whatever else it's just like two random people having a conversation and the viral part or the the interesting part of that could be uh the actual conversation that they have and like the i don't know i feel like you could find unique people it would probably be like one conversation out of a thousand or something like that that would be like that yeah. but it could it could be really could interesting, be interesting. Yeah. yeah maybe i don't know like it depends because i think there's like two-sided in that uh because like i think the i don't know how like clubhouse became that big but the fit the actual part of being in like this room with elon musk or whatever is kind of appealing of course so you want it to be with like famous people see what they do uh which you can like you can see famous people on instagram as well and all that but uh so i'm not sure if like people are interested in just like random talks but at the same time like if you sit on the subway or a bus i tend to listen to what people are talking to because i feel that it's interesting to hear other people talk and always you think that oh that's kind of stupid but uh Anyways, it could be interesting to just hear someone else talk about something. But at the same time, when I'm on the subway, I'm just like on the subway. So I'm, I'm having like time there where I'm, I could look at my phone or like read a book or whatever. But there's not like if I'm sitting in the couch at home and I can like, um, I have so many opportunities of content where I could see like a TV show or like all the channels that I follow on YouTube or listen to podcasts. Maybe I'm just like more that I want to hear something that I actually know is interesting from the beginning. And but when I'm on the subway, I'm more like I don't have anything to do here anyway. So it's kind of interesting listening to those people talk about these kind of thing. So I'm, it, it would be interesting to see because I think that could be some sort of um, check on how people right now feel about other people and other people's discussions because because we have podcasts and all that and instagram where you follow influencers and stuff but 
if you see just a random Instagram account, I won't like follow that. I, I always have to have some sort of confirmation on that other people are also listening to this or whatever. So you can see like on this clubhouse thing or like your scenario, Emil, that you could see how many people are in this room. Uh, that could be some sort of thing that you're uh, then I'm confirmed that other people also think that this is interesting and that I'm not sure if so maybe we should say that we have like a lot of listeners on Spotify <laughs> so people will feel like oh yes I'm one of those listen listeners like because on YouTube you can see you have four four thousand views or whatever that's some sort of confirmation for something even if it's not that much you can still see that it's not it's not 80 views um so could be a cool way of checking the temperature on how other people feel about just normal people banting yeah yeah i i, I came up with a name for it too when you were talking about like subway <laughs> subway conversations subway conversations but it yeah. feels like it would be more of like a youtube uh series yeah, yeah. or like, like a podcast thing. or something like that true um because like yeah it's just such a good analogy too with the subway thing because that's very true you're like there's so many times where you're just like you're listening to whatever the other people are talking about when you're waiting for the subway when you're waiting for a bus uh when you're just out and you don't have anything to do anytime you hear someone talk about something you just like listen to it i guess one thing you can also do to create this sensation of it's almost like a pull strategy i guess is that you you can have uh, like a, almost like a screen recording or like mm. segments of the conversations like clips that you post somewhere and if those clips go viral then you know that oh shit there's some quite like interesting conversations but mm. the only way to get the full conversation is to actually download the app and go oh, yeah. into the app and listen to to the conversations that's being had yeah and uh, yeah. maybe like people could also say that they could like post prehand saying on wednesday at mm. 10 p.m American time or yeah. whatever uh, I'm gonna have a conversation with this person yeah. and then people are gonna be looking forward to that situation and yeah. a lot of people but I reckon a big problem with that is just the server crashing and stuff like that also like if but would, would um, you say that it's like a live sort of thing or should it be like it could be recorded and you can see it like in like afterwards as well so or because if you have that's the thing if you have like a live streaming which Clubhouse also was that that's also kind of kind of a pull strategy in a way where you have to be there at that time, otherwise it will disappear, uh, and that could be good. But at the same time, if you want to ha- get some sort of re- reach out to more people, maybe it's easier if you just like see it, could be able to see it afterwards and just be appealed by the actual conversation and then just like see the next one as well. Um, I think one one issue with with recording the entire conversation and then posting it if if you post it on a a not a third party app but if you post it on like YouTube let's say then there isn't that much like uh, incitament there isn't that much uh, reason for you to actually download the app and watch the live streams and then that kind of defeats the purpose in a way or then why not just yeah. have a regular podcast. Uh, mm yeah exactly uh, so i think the live the live thing the thing it could be that you post the videos but you post them on the application itself you can go and like see the history of the conversations that's been like taking place mm. and uh you can watch them but then it's like 
through the application itself because I think the important part is getting people into the app oh. and if you get people into the app even though they want to see an old conversation if they can see like if they have almost like a they have like a room where you have the names of different people and you can see the amount of people listening to the oh. different conversations uh, just by seeing that you might be more intrigued also to just I'm going to peek into this conversation yeah. and see what's going on here uh, so just like having having some type of like yeah urge or pull to to keep people like using the application mm. I think is is the most interesting part yeah yeah, um, yeah. but I don't know but it, like if you get like a no- notification on Instagram where you someone you follow have a live stream do you tend to go into that live stream or because you can see that like afterwards as well right so you have the opportunity to see the video uh, after you have the live stream or is it only like a live stream where you cannot see it like after that I, I, I don't I'm not sure but do you tend to go into that live stream no not really no no me neither so <laughs> but I, but I think it's Ooh. I think it's different because I think that the Instagram live stream is also they I don't know how it, how it always is but I, I kind of feel like they tend to or people tend to just record themselves doing yeah. something or talking yeah. or something like that it's not necessarily a conversation and i feel like the live streams that actually do go viral in mm. one way or another if it, it's on youtube or instagram it is when they are having like a split screen and they are communicating with someone else yeah. on the live stream um yeah so i think that and also like if you look at like streamers mm. that generally have they have like i mean obviously there is a huge market for live streaming it's just trying to find the sweet spot of what makes a good live stream and what do people find intriguing. Um, mm. And I think, yeah, just trying to have that limiting factor of like, yeah, you can watch this, but it is live. There's no other place to find it. No. Uh, it's not being recorded somewhere else. And like, if you get Elon Musk and you get Elon Musk and uh, Don Iliak or Elon Musk or not even Elon Musk, it doesn't matter really mm. who it is, but just some some really interesting person. Matthew McConaughey yeah. and uh, Courtney Dollwater. I don't know, like, <laughs> if you have these two people that maybe come from completely different backgrounds, completely different uh, careers, and you know that, oh, I find one of these people intriguing, or I find both of them intriguing, um, just having the opportunity to, like, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity yeah. in a way to find, to see these two p- people communicating for for one hour or for yeah. two hours. Um, yeah. I think that would be, like, still pretty damn cool. Yeah, I think so too. But uh, yeah, not sure how like how the, the it seems like it works to the extent that famous people are like super interesting people are on it. And then when it's like random people, it, it would have to be like almost become like a culture to go to that that app and like listen to random conversations. It would almost have to become. Uh, yeah, like a part of the culture of like using your phone or like like YouTube is I feel like is part of the culture of using a phone and yeah. uh, Instagram is part of the culture of using a phone. But this would have to be uh, like become a part and an integral part of like what you do on a phone is like listening to live conversations mm. um, for it to be interesting enough to go to like random people that uh, talk uh, potentially. But the thing is with these sort of things is like 
it could be that I, I think this thing and I think that whatever is working or doesn't work, but then someone does something that you think is like, how could that possibly go viral or how could anyone possibly want to listen to this? Yeah. And it's like, it's got 40, 50 million views, all the videos that are made on that particular topic. And you're like, how does it, I would have never, like if I would have had that idea, I would have thought that no one wants to hear this, no one wants to listen to this. And I think that's similar to what like Joe Rogan's had as well, where uh, when he started, no one thought that this was a good idea. Like who wants to just sit for three hours and listen to two people talk? Um, it's like, because they came from that routine or like the culture of TV, where it's like very short, very concise. And you're like, you have 30 seconds to say what you want to say. And we're going to ask you very like, um, what do you call it? Like shallow directed questions okay, like yeah. we're trying to direct you in a certain way we're trying to ask you uh questions that will give us answers that we want to uh i don't know highlight or mm. showcase on our show instead of it being like the way that joe rogan does it which is just like i'm just gonna ask you questions and then you can get you get to talk until you're finished and then i'll ask another question or we'll talk about wherever whatever we talk about when we'll end up wherever we end up it's hard to predict what's going to go viral yeah uh, that's true so it could be that like random conversations could be like the next big thing i think a major issue with the with having it completely random like if you if you let anyone have have if anyone can get the ball yeah uh, a problem also is like internet connection microphone quality mm, yeah. video quality uh, like you don't want to end up in a situation where people are cutting out or the latency is yeah. insane because then the question or the the conversation even though the potential might be high for for a good com conversation mm. uh, like you don't have the right tools so you don't even have the right like uh, yeah the conversation might just be shit yeah. uh, anyways so I think that if you if you were to implement it in some way you have to create this almost like a standard of what's what is okay or what is yeah. uh, uh, what is needed for a good conversation so i don't know it, it's uh, it was just an idea <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i guess it was like just a random thing that you said but i think yeah. it's really interesting that we got like that we're diving into this yeah because i think yeah i like that and i think there's also the potential of it like uh being a platform for interviewers to like come up and like uh create a name for themselves where like okay i I have a good setup and I like interview these random people that show up every now and then. Yeah. And I'll just be like asking like I think that could be a good idea for like a YouTube channel or a podcast where you just like okay, um I'm going to let anyone who wants to come in and like we're going to have a conversation and I'm just going to pick at random like someone who's applied to get into the conversation and we're just going to talk and we're going to see like is this going to be a good conversation or not? I'm going to have a good setup. They're going to have whatever they have, but hopefully it will be like an okay enough thing where you can actually listen listen to it. Yeah. Uh, I think that could be like pretty interesting. There are uh, certain YouTube channels where they have uh, like they have a table and like a microphone and they just end up they sit somewhere in new york city or they sit oh, somewhere okay, yeah. uh, on a not not on the subway but like on a train station mm. or in the city somewhere and they have a microphone and then they, they just like interview random people that choose to oh. come and sit down for for a while uh but then actually having proper guests or having like 
having you being able to apply for the interview and no. then having like a sit-down conversation that is more than just five minutes. Yeah. Uh, that would be quite interesting because then you can get into detail of people's personal lives and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, like imagine that. You'd be like just a random person and you could... Because like if you get a random person on the show and the whole point of the show is just like, I'm just going to ask you questions. You're going to tell me about your life and there's so many things to explore. Like what do you do? Uh, where are you from? What? Uh, how was your childhood? Or like, what are you doing now? What are you, Where are your plans for the future? And it would be kind of interesting that it is just like a random person. It's not someone that's famous. It's not someone that's like has anything. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that doesn't have fame behind them as well yeah. to bring the interest. But the interest is in like just learning about this random person and. From what I've heard from a lot of podcasters that interview people, they've said that like some of the most interesting or the best episodes that they've done, the most like listened to episodes are with people that are not famous, that are not known in the public domain or uh, however you say it. And that are actually, uh, those are actually the conversations that perform the best I guess mm. in terms of like amounts of people listening to it and uh, yeah I think uh, I think you get people that have like that have had certain things happen to them that would apply and then you'd be like talking about what how that happened to them and how that affected them and For or sure. it could just be like a completely standard person like everyday Monday, Joe yeah. <laughs> person that's just like People can relate to them because they're not like nothing in particular special has happened to them. They ha haven't had trauma, but like you could go through. I don't know if this makes sense, but yeah, I, I, I feel like it could. Of course, I, I do. I do think, and I think that a lot of people that are uh, that might be famous already, uh, they're probably like they have an image they want to uphold, mm, yeah. and also uh, they know that if they say the wrong things, there's going to be a lot of publicity about it mm. because they're already already yeah. famous and people like media is going to make money because they said something controversial or whatever yeah. uh, so they might be more careful in how they how they say stuff yeah. and also just the relatability thing like most people like to hear stuff that maybe they themselves have been through and stuff yeah. like that um, and a lot of celebrities might have completely you know like lives that are so different from ours yeah yeah and also like if you like about the celebrity part of it, like TikTok it was not founded for celebrities. Like you could actually like be entertaining by being a normal, normal person. But at the same time, that's another type of entertainment. So it depends on like if people actually think that normal discussions, like discussions with normal people, not famous people are entertaining enough. While if you have like TikTok, you have a 30 seconds video where you're not famous, but you might do something very funny or something like that. Uh, but it could be a trend that it's not like you don't have to be famous to be interesting anymore. Like, as you say, I think that's a very interesting part that maybe have your like frame when you're a celebrity and that you can't like say whatever you want to say because you don't want to like it like hurt your image or anything so you're kind of restricted in your conversation of what what you're actually saying because it needs to be like perfect so that's actually something that 
that could be like a unique selling point by having like normal people that they don't have that restrictions in a sense that you can be much more open um, but yeah it's a it's a cool idea i agree i mean it's it's kind of the concept that we're building on as well i mean you're yeah. i wouldn't you're known to a lot of people you have mm. a quite a quite a large subscriber base but the podcast itself is just we're quite regular yeah. in our yeah. ways i think so yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, if if it isn't a winning concept, yeah. then this podcast won't become successful. Yeah. So we have to hope that yeah. it's, when people want to hear yeah. three random dudes talking it's about uh, companies, yeah. building companies. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we should be bold and say that that was a wrap. Like, I'm not I'm not sure that it's entertaining enough, but that's we'll see how how it works out, but. Yeah, I think yeah, so too. I'm it's pretty happy with that as a wrap. Um, wrap. Really interesting conversation about that. I think we could dive more deeply into wh why we think uh, Clubhouse failed and like go into that sort of stuff with different apps as well. Why, why did this app blow up and then disappear? Or like that could be something that we uh, go into in the future as well. And what potential solutions could yeah, be what, to those things? How could they have potentially? Uh, Soul. achieved success yep, like, yep, yeah. yep. and also i don't want to like forget to actually thank all the people that are listening to our podcast like because on youtube we have that end clip but on spotify it's just like always dying out and we're not saying like thank you for listening to this show and all that and i think that we all feel that we're very thankful that people actually download and listen to the podcast and creates like a, a huge like um feeling of that we really want to continue do this and like actually create time to record and edit and all that just because the listeners and all the like super thankful or like good comments that we got like on youtube mostly like i'm really uh that's it's very appreciated that people are so nice about our our products yeah, yeah. for sure i agree and uh also, like we want to come up with a way to integrate our listeners more into the podcast, so that we can like come up with some sort of segment where we can actually include stuff for some in some way, uh, feedback from the listeners and uh, comments, that sort of stuff. We talked about most valuable comment and things like that, which I think we want to implement, and also do Q and A's. Like I sent out a Q and A the other week, so I think. The next episode could be where we answer a couple questions uh, to just bring everyone together and like uh, strengthen the community a little bit. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, the previous episodes have been like recorded almost in a, like a black box where we didn't know if anyone was going to listen to it or if we're going to get any feedback or anything like that. Yeah. So now we actually know that we have listeners, and like you said, we're super appreciative and. If you have any like questions or anything that you want to send us, you can email us at um, theexitstrategypod at gmail.com. I think that's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, we'll try to include that in the podcast. If you have any like suggestions for how we can do it better or like how we should start the podcast or end the podcast or things we should bring up in the podcast, 
then uh, that would be super appreciative. Yeah. Yeah. Super. Please follow and subscribe on all the platforms and give us like super good ratings as well. <laughs> yeah, the highest yes. reviews, of <laughs> highest course, even if you don't think it. Yeah. If you yeah. liked it, please like. If you didn't like it, please like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but a massive thanks to, to, to all the listeners. Yeah. For sure. For sure.